0: Welcome everybody
1: to Bowery Boogie Uncapped with Rebel Knowledge I want to give a special shout out to my friends over at Bowery Boogie. I'd be down with cool. So when they do that, they reach out to Bowery Boogie. I grew up in the Bronx. I came to the States in 1967. Bowery Boogie Uncapped with uh, Rebel
0: Knowledge. So welcome everybody to Bowery Boogie Uncapped. We have made it to summer, to June, to Pride Month. I am your host, Rebel Knowledge, and tonight I'm here with my co-host Brass, and we have a very special guest, Wayne Rada from the Lisa Project. Welcome everybody.
1: Hello. You- <laughs>
0: Hi Wayne, thank you so much you? for joining <laughs> us. Brass, pleasure to be Are you here? here. Are
1: you here? I- I'm letting him answer. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Okay, well, off to a good start. So yes, we for, are. Those who, <laughs> for those who are listening and don't know what the Lisa Project is, Wayne, tell us what the Lisa Project is, despite the uh, heaps of information that's out there, but tell us in your words, um, go ahead.
2: Well, yeah, Lisa Project is a uh, 501c3 public art charity, uh, volunteer community-based, uh, so we're a little bit different from other uh, other more um, prominent uh, public art charities like the Public Art Fund, um, for example. We, uh, we are not like a, a million-dollar donors kind of thing. We are a 5 and $10 donation, uh, as well as funds that we raise by partnering up. We, Lisa Project has two tracks, uh, a charitable community uh, track and then also uh, a track where we work with brands or um, local businesses um, in a capacity to put public art up, or art into their into their uh, whatever their business might be, and that's a great thing because it allows us to be self-sustaining, um, and uh, and not really depend heavily on 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 donor funds uh, because there there is a part of uh, the organization where we feel that especially now this last year that there's so many important charities out there that really need attention. And support, and uh, and we want to be a part of that support. So we try to, uh, you know, uh, be grown-ups and pay our own bills. <laughs> so
0: right. um, so Lisa stands for for those who don't know Little Italy Street Art.
2: Yeah, worst name ever. Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, the uh, it's uh, yeah. Technically, we do murals, but uh, at the time in 2012, street art was uh, the the term. Street art was all the rage, or. or you know, it, it tends to kind of go up and down. People, uh, as they discover it, think it's something that they is brand new. Um, but, but the, the name though is a nod to Little Italy, where we started. If you want to know, just to give you some history, um, we were I founded. Love
0: history, yeah. I love, there you go. That. The rebel <laughs> knowledge.
2: <laughs> so, uh, so uh, my background is professionally was uh, working in comedy. Uh, the industry side of things, uh, managing comedians, uh, booking them for whether it's, you know, road gigs to, you know, radio, television, film. And I also ran clubs. Um, you know, when you're uh, when you have a club, it's a, a very valuable thing to have a stage to be able to promote your comedians um, and your clients uh, to uh, show them off to the networks or cable channels and such. And in 2012, Instagram was coming into the fold. Right. And I had been hired by Caroline Hirsch, who was a bit of a mentor to me. Um, Caroline Hirsch is the owner of Caroline's on Broadway, as well as the New York Comedy Festival, oh, and, nice. and she, uh, yeah, great lady. And um, uh, very happy to hear that they're opening up this past week. They actually came back online um, to uh, do shows again. And uh, anywho, she wanted to utilize this new so this social media platform, and was you know, asking for ideas as a producer, I said, Hey, wouldn't it be cool if we connected fun, funny art with fun, funny shows and do it in a way where it's not logo driven or a billboard. It's literally just the art. And back then a social media campaign, used to be, you know, 10, 15, $20,000. So my perspective was, well, let's put the art up and have your big PR firm connect the art to the shows and it worked out great. We, um, I, I had, uh, requested, I had 10 artists. I requested a budget of $20,000 and she gave me six. And, uh, but that allowed me to work with three artists, um, with Ann Lewis, uh, formerly her former moniker as gilf, uh, uh, also AKA Adam Lucas. And then finally, uh, Ron English was like our big, our big gun for it. And, um, when i was trying to place the art i couldn't you know it's 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 a real hard process to to find property owners in general but to be able to find them and pitch you know murals at that time when it wasn't a very trendy thing to do um so she suggested you know we had just come talking and she said that you know caroline hirsch is a name in marriage she was caroline is an italian girl born on mulberry street uh raised in brooklyn the uh, the more italian areas of brooklyn And um, Mulberry Street, what people don't know about Little Italy is that it's a uh, a um, landmarked area of the city, the five blocks. Um, However, it's a federal landmark. It's not local. The local Landmark Preservation Commission is a very tough organization. Um, They're very, very serious. And, uh, you know, you're you know, they can give you a thumbs up or a thumbs down on a project. And uh, but federally. As long as it's not adverts, we can put up art wherever we like on the property. So um, I put artwork all up and down Mulberry Street. It was awesome. Uh, Brass and Rebel, it was so great. We got it all done. And then Ron English is finishing up the shadow of this, uh, at the time was a baby Hulk, but we later made sure to refer to it as Temper Tot for marketing reasons through Marvel (laughs) Comics. (laughs) Uh, And uh, and, uh, we got a cease and desist letter. Um, And uh, all of a sudden he turns to me, he goes, hey, man, I have to kind of head home. And I'm like, what's up? He goes, well, there's a big storm coming. And uh, we always lose power where I live in New York. So I got to pick up a generator uh, for Tarsa. And I'm like, "Oh, okay, cool. Well, that big storm turned out to be Hurricane Sandy. and, uh, oh, no. and the, so all the uh, all the fun, like press conferences and tours, and you know, people from the mayor's office coming and seeing all that good stuff got washed away from that week that we were downtown was in the dark. And the one good thing that came out of it, um from my experience uh, with with the uh, with the storm, or the hurricane, was that uh, the shop owners kept seeing people uh, in the daytime hours taking photographs of the artwork um, up and down the street. And they couldn't figure out why they were coming there in general because they were in the process of throwing away food because they had no power, no, no coolers. Covers, no... Right. yep, yeah. and, and they're like, oh, you have this cool art by this artist and that artist. And um, Hanksy had done a great uh, parody of, um, of uh, Iron Man, with Aziz Ansari, which was called Stark and Recreations, a pun of the Park and Recreations television show. Aziz was doing Carnegie Hall for us that year. And um, and his fan. so the comedy fans came out. Jim, We did a parody of Jim Gaffigan. Ann Lewis um, in 2012 was an election year, so she, she did some, uh, some commentary on Mitt Romney, funny commentary on Mitt Romney and Barack Obama. It was really a, a really... Um, it really made sense for the comedy festival, seeing that there was political comedy, television-based stars, etc., and, and also being epic, and that's where Ron English's temper talk came in. And the Italian uh, organization uh, known as the Little Italy Merchants Association said, hey, would you mind you know, doing a, like something for Thanksgiving and then something for Christmas? And we worked with uh, Bishop 203, and we worked with a, young, a very young nose um and uh, and one thing led to another, and they saw the value in the charity. So the first thing my husband and I thought we should do immediately is uh, is uh, turn it into a five hundred one c three, which kind of kept everything on the up and up because at that time Little Italy kind of had a reputation that's all changed since uh, in the last nine years we've been around, but um but we, we wanted to make sure that the integrity for the charity was was intact because um we got so much great feedback from the community initially. Um, they thought that like, for example, the Ron English's temper top was an angry God that had brought the hurricane down upon the citizens of Lidley. (laughs) Um, and people, people would tell me like, F you and your family, art guy, you know, and, uh, but, uh, but after about a year or so that everybody warmed up to it and they saw that, um, Literally, was kind of a little bit changing its reputation of being the, you know, the downtown Times Square with all the the souvenir shops and whatnot. And locals were starting to come back on into coming back to the restaurants and the cafes, which just like I said, just inspired us to go to do more and to kind of branch out. We had a great relationship with Chinatown, so we started working in Chinatown, uh, the the Lower East Side bid at the time. Uh, They noticed us, and we started working with them. As a matter of fact, the Lower East Side bit is a great little, like how we pay it forward. Where um, the young lady who was in charge of their their local programming uh, put together their gates program, which ultimately mm-hmm. became uh, you know where where they painted all the gates uh, in the Lower East Side, and it ended up being a great thing. They got sponsorship and a grant from um, the the city, and uh, paid artists, and it was it was a great thing. We helped uh, found the Mural Festival in Montreal. Um, those guys came down to visit us and and have a couple of uh, dinners with us to to figure out like to ask about how how we got things done, and and that really was the uh, the the catalyst of the driving uh, force for you know all those good things happening. Realized okay, we should really take this serious and and keep going and and here we are nine years later. It's
0: hmm. amazing. I kind of feel like everything you said. I- you know, I had, like, a connection to, like, BID. I've worked with them before. Jim Gaffigan, he had an ep- one episode where he was wearing a Barry Boogie T-shirt. It's kind of, <laughs> and our timelines are very similar. So it's almost like we were two ships passing in the night. <laughs> sure. <laughs> we never really crossed paths until now. So it's kind of kismet. I'm I'm excited to have you on here. Um, I was telling Brass earlier how, you know, the, it's not just street art with the Lisa project. It is like, it is street art personified. You guys almost had a hand in creating street art in New York city as it is defined. And as how people see it today, I mean, Tristan Eaton, Shepard Ferry, Ron English, these people are not people that, you know, they're nothing to, to, to turn your, turn your nose up at, you know, uh, they're not all, yeah. famous street artists. So, um, it's impressive it's it's incredibly impressive to, to see literally to see how you have changed the landscape of New York um, well
2: Tristan Eaton especially yeah. not to interrupt you but Tristan Eaton is no, no, a great no. example where you know he came you know he he initially tried to put a, a mural up uh, in Little Italy and, and was turned away because of uh, some some poor communication skills on the part of the, the church the most precious blood church. Um, so we brought him back, uh, uh, Ray and I, my husband, Ray, who's co-founder, um, happened to be big fans of, of Tristen's work, uh, both as Tristan Eaton, as well as his Trustacorp uh, uh, moniker that was very popular in 2010 through 2000, I guess, 13, 14, um, until he merged his two, t- his two styles as into what you see now, but, um, uh, his, uh you know, collage style. And it really started with the Audrey of Mulberry piece. That's a very, that was our first viral video or viral rather image that happened where millions of people, you know, all the, you know, you know, all the impressions and blah, blah, blah about social media. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so we ended up doing three with Trisden, um, and, uh, and then Trisden just like, we kind of started going backwards and seeing like, okay, who are the people that inspired Trisden? And, and, uh, and that's how I initially found Ron English that's how I discovered Shepard Ferry. Although Shepard though, it's kind of like, he's always been in the atmosphere in New York city. Uh, And, you know, his Mayday show in 2010 was hard to, hard to miss the lines that, you know, went down from avenues and blocks. But, um, but yeah, we, we were, we were proud of Trisden and, and it was Lisa project who actually connected him with, he got, Uh, he did the murals for us and then all of a sudden people started wanting more murals from him where we're writing letters of recommendation for him uh, and talking about how special he is. And now he is just, you know, a completely epic uh, mural artist who's just, you know, in the stratosphere for, uh, for uh, what's going on in muralism. Um, But our favorite, but one of our favorite friends, definitely is Shepard Ferry though Um, uh, for people that like, so when you're talking about turning their nose up, uh, it depends on who you're talking to, but uh, but Shepherd definitely definitely meeting like good people like him uh, has has uh, made all the difference.
0: I would so, love to meet him.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. I what inspired? It what inspired you to to uh, to get into the Lisa project to to start uh to start this whole thing off with doing murals? Oh, yeah, um, that's an easy one.
2: So so going back to 2012 when I was proposing this project to the new york comedy festival um i prior going back to that was a uh, a very humble art collector you know the 200 bucks was like oh my god that's crazy i'm spending 200 (laughs) on art um kind of level collector still kind of there to be honest but but nonetheless uh um and i just remember sitting in the living room and and looking at the art on our walls and going like how am i ever going to afford a ron english canvas um, you know, I'm not going to be able to, you know, but then I thought, well, hmm, like, you know, people, you know, I'm seeing the, I go, it wouldn't it be cool if like, it just wasn't in my living room, but it was like, you know, on a, on a wall and it was gigantic. And, um, and then I had realized, oh, people were already doing this to a certain extent. Like I do owe a little bit to the, the Willing Court mural project and to Allison and all the work that she's done with the organization. And I do owe a little bit to Center Fuse and uh uh and and all the stuff that he's done um and and you know i live in the east village so i used to walk past center fuse's uh collection and the work that they do with the first avenue garden all the time i still do i still do i those that first avenue project and a lot of the smaller projects um are important to us so we can we can't know who everybody is and um and you know i'll tell you what there's a lot of there's definitely a lot of uh like artists that, that we because of what we do and, and how we're identified, we can't work with. So, um, so, uh, you know, seeing all these things brass us uh, kind of brought, like was in the back of my head and it just kind of brought it all forward um, with the, uh, with just the, the catalyst of, of, uh, of social media and wanting to do promotion in a, in a more responsible way. Um so so yeah, that was really it. Just just I'm broke and uh, <laughs> we couldn't afford art. So we but hey, we could. But maybe we could coordinate some murals and uh, and put a few dollars together, and, and so everybody can enjoy it. And that's really uh, that's really the, uh, the the forefront. The city's been good to me, so I wanted to kind of
1: give something back. So that's a good thing, and you are giving back because I think art is giving always giving back something for the eyes to see and you know yeah for people. People entertain, oh, especially after seeing stuff you see so much uh commercialized stuff in the city. You just see something different, you know, just someone creates something different. It's not so commercialized, right?
2: Yeah, the billboards, the the billboards wear you out. Even the billboards that are disguised now as murals, and we're guilty of a couple of those in our in our time until we started to learn better. Oh, but yeah. um, it it, it it does wear you like. It's like how many times do I need to know that I need to buy Gap? You know right. jeans or you know Calvin Klein underwear. Like I just, I just, it just got really old talking about like somebody in their underwear. And that's like the the edge of New York where I live in the East Village, where all the ghosts of you know Basquiat and Herring and and Warhol, uh, just to name artists. Not to mention all the musicians and and visual artists and all, all the cool people that make the that made downtown so special, um, not being remembered or recognized and and uh so i'm glad that you appreciate that oh, yeah
1: definitely what, what what would you say was like the one of your main walls that you really got attached to that you hate to see go over it you know oh well the two well actually it was nobody
2: l- l- listen it, it, at the core of things it is just paint so i always try to remind right. everyone where when we had some of our our first murals had gotten tagged the guys uh, on mulberry one they're like hey we'll find the guys we'll break their fingers and uh, and, uh, and I said, no, 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 We're not going to do that. And I, I kind of explained to them how there is whether, you know, except with the exception of like people that are very stubborn, you know, graffiti is a gateway uh, to a lot of great art and artists. And, right. um, and like I used to tell people with the comedy business, I would give every, everybody got a second shot. Everybody got a chance, and then if they if they bombed, everybody got a second shot. Because you don't know who the next Chris Rock is or who the next, you know, whomever um in comedy that you love and became a star is going to be. So the best thing in the world to do is to try to be receptive. But but uh but uh for two that I miss, it's definitely the Statue of Liberty that Tris Neaton did, um, and Ron English's temper tot. They were right across the street from each other and the Temper top obviously being my my first big one, uh, and what most people missed it in that particular image in the fray of the jeans of the of the little guy um, were little maps of Italy. Was the boot oh, of really? Italy? Yeah, I didn't it was. Know yeah,
0: that.
2: yeah. Ron, uh, Ron cut stencils out as a little nod to the neighborhood, and um, and Tristan's the Statue of Liberty, kind of done tongue in cheek, where you had the gray the gray part of it, which represented lady liberty the tradition of of embracing uh immigrants and and people coming you know to the new world so to speak but then the color the the, then the parts that had the logos that kind of you know poked fun at us for our bad diets like dunkin donuts or our our love affair with cars and 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 you know uh luxury brands like chanel and such were all kind of tucked in there so there's a little commentary of where we are as a country at that time 2015 uh, uh, we're oh no no I'm sorry uh, 2013 no 2014 haha 2014 <laughs> sorry about that uh, no no wait, wait 2013 yeah no, Audrey then Statue of Liberty yeah 2013 I'm getting old guys um and well, why uh, are you
0: coming for Dunkin' Donuts coffee though like can I have my coffee <laughs> oh,
2: absolutely absolutely can I live? listen listen uh, Rebel when, when you see me in person I'm, I'm I'm what you call a more of a portly or stout gentleman. Who loves his starches and sugars? So, um, and by the way, the only reason I recognize any of that is because I like luxury brands like anybody else. I like Dunkin' Donuts like anybody else. So, um, but those, but that was really great. And it was so relevant to the neighborhood, and it, and it was and it was also a source of pride. And um, it was kind of surreal. Like for example, when when we were invited to march in the the uh, San Janeiro when De Blasio had just become mayor, and uh, there was uh, Cuomo, was uh, was yet to be the what he's what he's <laughs> what what all the things going on now. But it was yeah. kind of fun to be you know, marching with them, uh, and then looking at the murals and asking questions as they go along, and grab a sausage and peppers, or or grab uh, you know <laughs> you know <laughs> some, some type of uh, Italian treat. And, so is San
0: Janeiro um, coming back this year? I'm sorry to
2: interrupt. You. Uh, no 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 that's a great question. Um the there was a hope for it but uh, they the reason they set that September 15th date is because technically San Janeiro starts right around September 10th 11th uh, usually right around there give or take a day on the calendar. They don't know for sure but it sure doesn't look like it's going to happen. Um oh, no. The biggest concern always is just the influx of not so much our our, local, uh, our locals and tri-state area, but people flying into the city and people coming in internationally as well. San Janeiro has, I mean, they do like, you know, they've done like 11 million people. I'm, I'm sorry, 11 million. Uh, a million and a half people uh, in 10 days, 11 days. And um, a lot of that is international travel and tour groups. So, um, and a lot really of fried com- dough. Yes! Oh my yeah. God!
1: Yes, yeah. <laughs> Pete, Pete
2: <laughs> definitely. Pete definitely is who you're talking about, and uh, yeah. and he's the the, the godfather of uh, a fried fried everything that's flour based. Um, <laughs> but I sure hope San Gennaro comes back because even with all its flaws and imperfections, and and you know people like it's still that kind of like it still has that feel.
0: Quintessential um, New York City.
2: Yeah, you know what I mean. Still neighborhoody and that kind of vibe. Yeah. But there's a lot of, tr- but there's a lot of conflict with the little the sheds that are on the street. You know, people want. Um, you know, they, they, the restaurants really want to retain that additional space to try to, you know, make more money to recover. So, um, so it looks like San Gennaro might might take it on the chin one more year. Um, but then 2023 definitely everything from Pride. We've worked with uh, Oh, I mean, every the Governor's Pride. um, are yeah, uh, you know i guess it's gone. panorama i believe that festival's gone now but but nonetheless we, we worked with we're, with all of them at one time or another and um and so i hope san genero does come back uh because uh you know you, we're losing that authenticity you know little Italy like so many of our communities in Chinatown so many of the downtown uh restaurants the mom and pops got hit so hard we lost six or seven restaurants um um during covid and Chinatown lost like 80, you know, little wow. dumplings from little dumpling shops to full full dining halls. So, um, mm-hmm. we're losing that, that the reason why people come here, you know, it's, it's, it's uh, uh, but yes, but but no, uh, Rebel, no, this year, uh, San Gennaro for most likely will not be on the books. So, uh, you know. we'll
0: bounce back, really, sure. <laughs> There'll
1: be a yeah. next year, yeah. <laughs>
0: So, speaking of pride, um, you had mentioned pride. Uh, what are you working on for Pride Month? I know this is
2: yeah, sure, uh, big well, art month. Sure, it it, uh, it 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 will. It used to be a big art month now month. Now it's really more of a of a of a whisper um, in New York because of the regulations. Still, um, surrounding states are a little more a little more open than we are, uh, and, and open to ideas of gatherings than, than New York City is at the moment. Um, so we're keeping our Pride celebration to uh, to a minimum uh, this year. Well, of course, in 2019, we celebrated the 50th anniversary of Stonewall, and we installed over 50 murals in throughout the five boroughs of New York uh, for Pride that year. Um, nothing last year, uh, but this year we're doing <clears throat> a token project, but it, it's a great project. We're, we've partnered up, uh, the charity is partnering up with uh, as many quality people as we can um, to try keep, our head above, keep our head afloat. And um, We're working with a, a brand named Clown Skateboard, which is heavily involved in charitable endeavors. They're a for-profit organization, but Jeff, uh, the, the, the guy that runs the show over there, He 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 tends to donate probably about fifty percent of uh, of their net, if not more, to uh, not only to charities like Lisa Project and that, but also big support. They're based in the UK. Big support for refugees and especially refugee children. So, um, Clown Skateboard is a skateboard company that was established initially with the support of Banksy. Back in the early two thousands, he he created three different designs for them for skateboards. Uh, they ran for a little while, and then they just kind of stopped. Uh, the you know Banksy became Banksy, and Jeff went on to do some other things and to start some you know to start his fortune and become a grown up. And now that he's kind of uh, now, but now he's come back with a vengeance, and um, they uh, were were popular with uh, within the art community over in the UK and with these particular uh, people. So um, they reached out to us and said, Hey, do you want to work with us? And I said, absolutely. And they said, what would you like to do? And I said, well, to be honest with you, I'd really like to be able to do something for pride, but I want to do something a little bit like I want to do something meaningful, but, but really small, (laughs) just, just real basic to get things done. And um, we opted to work with uh, Brian Anderson and Brian Anderson is a, a former, uh, you know, threat, you know, Thrasher magazine skateboarder of the year um, he has a Nike shoe, uh, you know, and, uh, and he also happens to be the first pro skateboarder to come out as a gay man in 2016. Um, and in skateboarding, being gay or lesbian or being LGBTQIA2S+, in the skateboarding world, there's a lot, a lot of letters there. Yeah, um, hold
0: on, back up. Yeah. <laughs> we were talking <laughs> about that too. So, yeah. you, whenever you talk about LGBTQ community, you you add all the letters. Can you tell us? Can you tell us what they stand for now?
2: Sure, sure. So, so it, it, we started out with LGBT, um and we, with the uh, L, so we have lesbian, bisexual, gay, transgender, and then IA was added, which is intersex and asexual. And then 2S has been recently added in the last year or so, um, which re- represents, means two spirits. And that's the Native American term for oh. bisexuality. Right. So okay. the idea is to try to be inclusive um, of all aspects. Like sometimes, I, you know, I, so I'm a gay man, you know, and so, and, uh, uh, but, you know, I mentioned my husband earlier. So there's a lot going on. So I think LGBTQ. Uh, or queer or i forgot the q the q the queer part uh you know that plus kind of you know i don't know but people want to be you know uh, recognized so they they've expanded it out uh to include that but to be honest with you that plus i mean that plus just keeps going on and on and on and on so um i don't know how many uh how many uh, letters they're going to add to it or numbers at this point we have numbers now um but it is a always uh growing community um uh, and uh, sometimes <laughs> a little too big, but uh, uh, but nonetheless, um, Jeff uh, loved the idea. You know, he's a skateboard. He was a skateboarder. He, uh, a lot of skateboarders within that, within that within that culture know who Brian is, both for being someone who really, you know, is a great, you know, guy. You know, I'm not a skateboarder, so I don't know cool terms to say.
1: But uh, but he's I was just very very. It, like, are you buying a skateboard now? Yeah, he's very he's very proficient uh, at skateboarding.
2: <laughs> Um and uh, and so he's do but it, but like a lot of skateboarders when their knees and their shins and and their body starts to you know take a hit like any other sport um so you know he's still a creative person a lot there's actually a number of boarders a Danny Mimnick uh uh or Min yeah Mimnick uh he was a former skateboarder and now he's a successful artist and Brian as well he's coming up Isn't a little bit doesn't
0: he so. do Keith herring? skeleton Listen. doesn't danny do yes like... danny
2: yeah danny does a very danny does something that's reminiscent of keith's uh characters um which has been one of the bane of his existence um uh to be honest with you but he feels they're different uh we worked with him once he was a nice nice guy um then yeah kinda i don't went know the guy but
0: when i saw his yeah. art i was like dude that Keith that's, that's Keith little uh,
2: there's a reason why. Yeah, he's very he's very big in Germany, and in, in Miami. Uh, so that kind of says it all. Um, but but, uh, but he's a sweet fella. And um, but uh, but Brian, uh, but Brian on the other hand is you know in, in contrast is completely original and does uh, is more of a contemporary artist. But the exciting thing was the idea of having okay. So get to talk to gay kids uh, who, um, who are skateboarders, who love this subculture. They can see somebody like, hey, it's okay to be yourself and, uh, and express yourself in another way. So we're doing his first mural uh, with him uh, the, the 17th of June. And then following that, we'll be releasing a skateboard, his first multiple, uh, which will be a silkscreen skateboard, not some type of, uh, you know, pressed on, heated pressed on kind of thing but an honest-to-goodness uh, silkscreening, um, and uh, so you'll have a chance to, uh, you know, put the mural on your wall. Mm-hmm. And uh, the beautiful thing about it is is that the net proceeds go to Lisa Project for upcoming projects in uh, end of uh, third quarter, fourth quarter, 2021, 20, uh, and hopefully will, you know, sustain us into 2022. We're actually doing a couple of projects with them. Uh, we're working with Shepard Ferry on a project, and then we're also... Um, Cloud skateboard had released an original, what they call the test press, which was uh, three skateboards of the original designs that Banksy uh, had created for them. They sold a few of the sets, um, but they put aside one set for us, and we're going to be a part of Christie's Contemporary Auction in November. So wow. we're hoping, and they'll really? be signed. So we're hoping that it'll fund us because right now funding is like I said, we we don't uh, we do try and make efforts, but but we're not we're not um discouraged because because again there's so much going on out there um so it will be nice to have some funding going into twenty twenty three or twenty twenty two rather when things will be um you know things will be uh, back on track uh, so this banksy isn't
0: going to self destruct after the auction right correct no there's no, no
2: unless you pu- unless you put wheels on it and start you know grinding on on the stairs uh and on a railing um but no, this uh So have you met so, this man
0: yeah. or woman or
2: or, Je- or Jeff the the skateboard con skateboards or No
0: the no. you.
2: <laughs> oh, no no I, I haven't I haven't had the pleasure. Uh, and, and if I did I would just uh, I would I would totally rant him me. out. No, I'd rat him out in a second. That's why that's why I, I tell Jeff and everybody that knows him, I say, Don't tell me anything. Um don't say a word. I, I, I go the, the the secret is the fun part of it. And, uh, and, uh, it's,
0: it's fucking impressive that this man or, or woman or sure. CQI a person has yeah. managed yeah. to c- conceal themselves for all of these years. I just, especially in this day and age where everyone's a catfish sleuth, you know?
2: Sure. You know, what's interesting is that not only concealing his identity, but also maintaining, credibility with it like whether you like the art or not is inconsequential but you got to love his game in that he's been able to keep his market stable and if not always growing and maintain the secrecy but the only problem with that rebel is that now he's stuck now he can never reveal himself because if he does it in, in, in an official way then the concern is will the value of the art drop because the the the, the one very unique kernel. Um is revealed, so that's why I tell people. I'm like, don't like everybody's like I, I you know, I wish I knew him, I wish I worked with him I love him dah, dah, dah. I'm like, you know, if you're meant to you know if you're meant to know him, you will, you'll bump you you know, if you work in the art world sooner or later you'll bump into him. Even we've bumped into him um uh, because uh, in 2015 when invader had his uh or oh, was it 2013 no tw- invader whatever when it, whatever year invader um had his movie come out when it was the 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 invader in space. Um uh there was a big party and it turned out like Paul Insect was there, Bass was there, Invader, and, and I'm like, Who's this this person? Uh blah 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 and they're like, Oh, that's that's the man, that's you know and I'm like, Oh, all right. And um and uh, I think it was twenty thirteen when he was doing his residency. Nonetheless, um uh, you know, It'll come, Rebel. Sooner or later, you were probably Brass. Brass will probably end up rubbing elbows with him and drinking a pint.
1: What? Why
2: like, Brass? Uh, just, <laughs> just because you
0: want it too much, Rebel. <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't. I've, I've learned very recently, never meet your heroes. Not that he's my hero, yeah. but I am, I, I am enamored by his ability to remain in such a cloak of secrecy. it is. Brass, is it you?
1: Listen, Do you want to yeah.
0: come clean right now?
1: No, no, listen, let me say something. You you said it yourself right there. Never want to meet your heroes because yep. you are getting disappointed. Yep, I can attest to that. Uh, <laughs> I met Buddy Hackett, and all he did was get
2: oh me drunk <laughs> and uh, pull out a gun. <laughs> so, really? Uh, yeah, 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 so I can tell you that, that was in 2020 to 2002. Wait, did- you got to
1: get one. the story of that. I got to hear
2: this. <laughs> well, no, I just—I was just a young guy working comedy. I was a, a junior manager, you know, basically an assistant, you know, to a big deal guy who's a player in comedy. And um, he was doing a benefit show and Buddy Hackett was hosting it. And he's like, your job is just to make sure that he stays in his green room. And if he leaves, he comes back. And I'm like, got it. So Buddy's like, hey, you want to join me with a drink? And I'm like, sure. And Buddy Hackett's awesome. I'm like, I'll have a drink with you, Buddy Hackett. <laughs> and, uh, he, he pours, he goes like, do you like vodka cranberry? And I'm like, I go, sure. I go, whatever you like is fine. And he pours a glass of vodka with a, with a drop of cranberry. And, uh, he pours that and then two more of them. And we've basically down to three fourths of a bottle of vodka. Oh. he's like, uh, he goes, you know, I, always, I, he goes, I always walk around with this bag. and It was a money bag, like a typical bag that businesses use to put their, you know, to go to the bank or to do a drop and uh so it's a rectangle shape with a zipper on the top and i go oh i go is that do you keep your wallet or you know stuff in there and he goes he goes no i he goes i keep the my 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 pride and joy and i'm like what's that and he reaches in there unzips it like lightning fast boom 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 i mean and he's we're, i'm drunk as sh- shit so he's got to be and just pulls out a 45 <laughs> and uh <laughs> And he goes. He goes. Yeah. He goes. I learned this working in Vegas, and I'm like, I'm like, okay, whatever you say, Mister Hackett. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. So be careful. So be careful because gunplay could be involved if you meet your heroes. Oh, so. <laughs> Especially
1: buddy, yeah. Hackett.
2: <laughs> yeah. So, so, oh, wow. yeah.
0: so are you a comedian yourself, or you just worked in the in the field?
2: I Well, I was an improver with Second City uh, in the 90s. Um, I never made it to main stage. I made it to what's known as Tour Co. And the touring company, um, we would do like, you know, corporate gigs, go to schools, um, do shows on the road um, in the Midwest uh, in Chicago. I'm born and raised in Chicago. Um, and um, uh, I I found that I found that I ended up drinking a lot and using drugs a lot. so I didn't like that persona very much, but I was really good at without experiencing the the performance anxiety with bringing people together, um, whether it was like the suits with the talent and all that kind of you know cliches. but I was very good at, at producing. And so I segued into producing uh, comedy, and that's where I got some attention and was offered a job and moved to New York for a year, um, got, got a feel for it, and then I got hired to go to L.A. And, uh, and worked in L.A. And then I got, then met the offices said, hey, we need you to open up New York offices. And we did. And then all of a sudden they closed. Uh, so I went, I became a manager on my own at that point, opened up my own boutique. Um, but yeah, but I did comedy. And I find using humor um, in, uh, especially in dealing with, uh, like in settings of negotiation, um, on the on the on the on the simplest sense, when we talk about negotiation for for a charity of this this caliber, it's a very it's it's usually just yes or no kind of negotiating. It's not like there's a, a million different uh, different elements to a contract. But using the humor kind of puts you know building owners at ease. Um, they're always very suspicious. They always are thinking that people are making a million gajillion dollars by putting up the art. They're always uh, it's something because of the nature of what they do, where they play cat and mouse games with uh, their tenants or with their the people, the retail space. Um, I get that same kind of treatment that, and a little bit of bully bullying. Uh, but uh, but again, using that yeah. humor has been a good thing. So I've nurtured that over the. I, I've kind of retained that over the years and dealing with the artists as well, or dealing with comedians, artists, human beings in general. If you can make them smile, usually you can win them over to your. Uh, to your uh, point of view, and most of the time, it's like, "Hey, wouldn't it be awesome if we put a mural right here on the side of the building?" And, and also, you kind of
1: pay for it. <laughs> so, you, know. you can take that in a funny way. You can take it as a threat, right? Well, yeah, yeah.
2: Literally, literally comes up second. Yeah, Lisa is just Lisa until um, I decide to to let them know what the acronym is, what it means. So. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love
1: that. You know, I'm gonna ask the question, right? Oh yeah. Okay, this is my question. I ask everyone this question. Just intrigues me to know the answer to these questions. If you, what year? How would I do this? How would I state this question right. um, now?
0: Okay, pick it. Pick pick a year, and then go from there. He gave us a bunch of years. He's a-
1: right. So that's how I was trying to be. Pick a year. Choose a year that you think that was a, your most memorable time. Oh, that hasn't come yet. But uh, but most memorable
2: is always the most, you know, the biggest struggle. And uh, I'm not going to be a cliche and say this last year was the most. But the most memorable, really, where I brought people together and did some great things was really 2015 and 2016. I'd have to split it up between uh, two years. But um, we did okay. in 2015, we did the lower Manhattan arts festival, the low, or it's branded, the low man art fest, which was great because it was an opportunity to do murals with big guns. And it was, off, and it was a real like opportunity for us to kind of start working with artists and developing them. And, you know, and, you know, and kind of making it accessible to everyone. And we took the best elements of the festival in 2015, which almost killed me. Um, to because it was just a lot of stuff. To um, we streamlined it and finally had you know methods in place. In 2016, brasto, But if I had to say, just to answer your question proper. 2016, because we did what was called the Lone Man Art Bazaar, and we worked with Cosby, um, who's an artist. I don't know if you're familiar, but he's an artist with Woodward Galleries. Is, is one of the galleries that reps him, but he uh, he had something called the Sticker Social Club, where we were able to. Yeah, it was sponsored by Modelo, so we had like a taco truck, free beer, free soft drinks. All the artists, we we used uh, uh pallets to create little artists uh, cubicles, if you will, where they could sell their stuff. And it was all like you know, it was just like a you know, you could get a cubicle for the weekend for a hundred bucks, and um, we did a big art battle with uh with uh with secret walls. Uh, for that particular one, and why it was so special for the most memorable was is that that particular weekend it was supposed to have a microburst of rain on Sunday, which was going to be the big day, the big finale, obviously the last day. And my my builder, a guy named Dan Dunn of Dunn and Dunn Fabrications, he's a great fabricator. Um, I said, "What are we going to do about this?" And uh, he goes, I don't know, man. He goes, maybe we could just like kind of put plastic over each of the, the, the cubbies. And I go for the entire weekend. The whole point is open air. And and so what we came up with is that we had rolls and rolls of, of plastic that we used as drop cloths. And, and the rolls were about, um, <laughs> let's say, about six feet wide. And then it was a roll. So it went on for hundreds of feet. So what we did is we, we rolled off the plastic, stapled it and hung it unless uh, hung it on the back and then when the rain came a bunch of the volunteers got behind it and flipped the plastic over on uh, over all the little cubby so that everyone was protected by this microburst of rain none of the art was destroyed and once the the, the rain passed the sun came back out and people basically for the most part a lot of the, the booths sold out their art uh, everybody ate tacos and got drunk and um and so and that's what I I, I love the idea at least the project always does free activities we never charge for tickets um so the great thing is, to like, to be able to give art, artists and their fans a chance to interact and mingle and then also, like, get drunk together or, or have a beer or two together or have a bite to eat together and, and socialize and, uh, and create these, these uh, experiences and moments. Um, so that would be probably in, in my proudest moment. People always like to attribute the murals to, to, to success. But for me, the success is just the satisfaction of, you know, watching people be very happy. And, um, and, uh, you know, I like that. (laughs) Yeah. Guess what? What?
0: It's a two part question. (laughs) Oh, Oh, great. (laughs) great. Great. We were trying to get the year for you. So he can hit you with his best shot. Go ahead, bro.
1: (laughs) Wait, wait. wait. Now that he said, now that you went into that, you know, what what can we find out, you know, more about. Your projects too, about like no.
0: These ask him the question. That in a
1: but well, all right, I'll get back to that question then. So, 2016, could you remember a song that stays in your head from 2016?
0: That would be like your theme song that, yeah, will for that instantly year. take you back to that year that you is so memorable for you.
2: Um, no. <laughs> no, 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 next question <laughs> no i honestly can't we had a dj i know that <laughs> i'm not a cre. i'm not you know i'm, I'm a very bland boring person to be honest I, it's everybody else around me is awesome and uh and i get to glean that that's spectacular so i'm sorry brass i don't i can't tell you uh, uh i could not even answer that question like just in general like what's your favorite song i'm like i don't know what figure, kind of music you
0: know, do you listen to? Because now, I, I, now I'm curious.
2: I, well, I listen to uh, a lot. Of, I listen to a little bit of everything. I'm not a very pop guy. So even though I'm a gay guy, I'm not into like your Britney Spears kind of, you know, uh, uh, kind of that kind of stuff. Uh, but, I, you know, I love classic rock. So I, I'm, I, you know, I, I'm I'm product of, I was born in 71. So like my oh, first concert was Eric, Eric Clapton. Uh, oh, right on. Yeah, so you know, and um, and so, but if you want to ask me, but I can't tell you a favorite musician, I like guess song, but favorite, like uh, but I can tell you like this kind of genre. Like I love Stevie Ray Vaughan. I love I love yeah. Southwest uh, guitar guitar rock. Uh, I love like you know the fabulous Thunderbirds, like that type of uh, you know, I guess bar bar room brawl music. Uh, <laughs> with, uh, hold, with, every
0: uh, time you say Mulberry <laughs> Street, I'm like, oh, Billy Joel. Oh yeah!
1: Let me <laughs> say
2: it. so. Uh, you know the Billy Joe, the bottle of red, bottle of white. Of course, um, where he got that from, by the way, was a restaurant at called El Cortil. It's still there um, between Hester and Canal on Mulberry Street, owned by by Sal. How are you, Sal? And, Hi, Sal. Um, Billy leave. Joel used to used to come into Little Italy all. I mean, constantly. I mean, because yeah. because I mean, what people, well, <laughs> well, they were they were um, the only thing that was really open late, late. Like you know, till like six of the, like when people were done at four, they wanted to keep going, and Little Italy really kept everything going till about six a.m. Especially for the wise guys, and. uh, and Billy Joel just like all night long, the the server kept coming back to him saying, which was like, he'd like a, he like he ended up having drinking three bottles of wine, and he Did came he back bottle bottle of, bottle of red, bottle of white, <laughs> bottle of red, bottle of white, and, and that that is the God-harnessed truth. He'll tell you that as well if you have the pleasure of, of talking to Billy Joel. And I've uh, been
0: to every Billy Joel concert at MSG for his. Well, I think he has a hundred. He's like hundred and eleven concerts, and my my father, my sister, my mother, and I have somehow managed to attend like 30 of them and so we got an email i think two days ago announcing his 2022 return to msg and it never gets old i mean none of these songs get old not it just it's like the most powerful feeling when you are in a a stadium with what fifteen thousand people at msg and everybody is singing the songs in unison and it's like I, I always think to myself, how does he feel? How must that make him feel? It's just, oh, my God. I can't. Oh, he loves- I, mean, he, yeah,
2: he, I mean, that that's one of those things. When you do something that gives back to people, like whether it was doing comedy clubs or there's a period when I was in college and I managed rock and roll bars, when you the satisfaction of watching uh, people, you can say audience or say whatever whatever words you want to use, but just watching people, like, connect with each other like that, when everybody's laughing at the same time, that kind of wave, or like you were saying, Rebel, when everybody's singing the same song together, and they're yeah. looking at each other, and they're just smiling. There's no dirty looks. There's no politics. There's no nothing. It's just, it's just Billy Joel, you know, bottle of red, bottle of white, and, uh, and, 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 you know, everybody's just kind of like one. I know it's corny, but but, um, no, it's not but, corny. Know.
0: I love that shit. <laughs> Fuck yeah. anybody who thinks it's corny. Billy Joel is not corny. He is the man.
2: <laughs> the only thing that bums me out is that now everyone uses phones when they want, like, in lieu of lighters. And I, I miss having a lighter for some reason. I, think, I just think that just fire was cooler.
0: It than, was cooler than, than, than your than, phone than light. Light. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: But Have trying you ever been to, to us show us. my
0: mother how to find her flashlight on her phone has got down She has her fucking phone set to an Australian version of Siri. So <laughs> it's a torch, not a flashlight. Uh. And she's in the fucking stadium yelling, Hey Siri, turn on the torch! <laughs> 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 and I'm just like, Ma, just stop, just please, just stop. Like, by the time you figured out the song's gonna be over, I he Siri can't hear you, no one can hear you. <laughs> just stop. <laughs> but you know what? Nothing beats a lighter, right? Hey, hey you just, you, yeah. can you,
1: can you still taking a lighter to 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 an event like that? Nope. Nope. Yeah. Hey, right? Nope. <laughs> nope. Yeah. My
0: father carries like this Swiss Army knife, like always, and um at the last concert they made him they say you could throw it out or you could check it and if you check it it's going to be like 30 bucks and you got to wait in this line and he was like I'm checking it I'm not throwing this out yeah so yeah or go back they to the car yeah,
2: yeah <laughs> but, well yeah it's just too much. well you saw like listen they just started like everybody just started going back to basketball games and people are throwing popcorn and water bottles at the players. Like, whether you yeah, love them or hate them. You're
0: ruining it for <laughs> you know, it's, just, it's
2: just like, yeah. Like, I mean, I understand popcorn isn't the end of the world, but it's still like, really, dude? Like, really? like They we've don't get any
0: caps anymore. You they know, take the like, caps off the water bottles. So he got hit with a bottle yeah. with the hardest piece of plastic they had removed, and they still...
1: <laughs> <laughs> and the bottles are made out of really thin plastic now, so... Yeah, but still, it just all
2: this is just amp everybody up because people are waiting yeah. for like what's the next bad thing to happen, you know, and <laughs> uh, and people are whether anybody really wants a minute or not. you know, everybody's like, oh God, we're doing this, we're going back to, you know, something we've done, we've done a million times before, and now it's it's scary. But uh, I just think like, that, like come on, man. like we can at least be a, a year or two back into normalcy before we start going back to our our typical uh, you know fist fights at a game. Like, I will not go to Philly for any sporting events
1: until, <laughs> for, for a little while, man. Uh, I think the just, uh, players need to go up into the bleachers and teach that people a lesson. Oh, they're <laughs> too intense, man. They're just like Philly is a like gangster. <laughs> uh, well, question, one more question. Did you ever go to a Stevie Ray Vaughan concert? I sure did. I sure oh, did. You asked it. Yeah, it
2: man. You, you stepped in it. With, that, would you like to know which concert I went to?
1: I would sure. definitely like to know which one. <laughs> His
2: last one. Uh,
1: oh, wow. we,
2: went, we went to go see Eric Clapton. And it was Eric Clapton, Stevie Ray Vaughan. I saw Clapton about four or five times in my life. And um, it was Clapton, Stevie Ray Vaughan, and, uh, and Robert Cray. And the Dirty Dozen Brass Band. At the end of the show... Everybody got up on stage, and then all of a sudden, like, Buddy Guy, who's a great Chicago blues artist, comes out there. Jimmy Vaughn shows up and came in there. And, the, I mean, it was the jam. Like, the show itself was three hours long, and the jam itself was an hour. And it didn't feel like that. It wasn't one of those concerts where it's, like, never-ending. It just really just was, just a, like you were saying, Rebel, just a great time. And we were, it was in Alpine Valley, Wisconsin. As I mentioned, I grew up in Illinois. So that was the big venue to go to in the summertime to see concerts. And the fog came rolling over the hills, and I went, I made a joke, and I went, wouldn't it be hilarious if we were the last ones to ever see Eric Clapton perform? Because the fog was there, and we saw that, uh, point being is, uh, all of them, there was was five like big helicopters that took off after the show, and everybody was going like, oh, that's them, that was all, the the musicians, and four of the five, it was either four of the five or three of the four made it but but that last one that had steve ray vaughn on it slammed into the side of a hill and yeah. it, it kind of kind of like what happened to uh lebron james right lebron yeah uh
0: kobe right kobe. Kobe, kobe Bryant.
2: thank you sorry because too much basketball on the brain and um and he i went so that happens right but we're driving home to chicago i wake up the next morning and my sister's like uh or i'm sorry i'm woken up the next morning by my sister going Wayne, Wayne, was you know Steve Vaughn was killed last night in a helicopter crash, and I was like, oh. oh god! I made a joke about a helicopter crash, and it happened. I'm like, I, I killed Steve Vaughan. Old, oh my god! I was like, I was like 18 years old.
0: Oh my god! I need what? to. This is the worst feeling, right?
2: Yeah, because it's just my big mouth, and that's been the history of my life. My big mouth always gets me <laughs> into trouble. And uh, Here, I'll
0: make you feel yeah. better. Greg Allman, the Allman brothers. This is like, uh, my dad and I've been going to the beacon theater, seeing the Allman sure. Brothers in March, every March since I was, my first concert was, I was 12 and we did this until the Allman brothers disbanded. Um, you know, and then all the offshoots of the Allman brothers of the government mule and t- t- the Derek trucks band, then Tedeschi trucks. And so the, the band, the band, they have their final concert. And then Greg Allman has this, uh, event with the grammy foundation and i'm literally sitting like a foot away from greg allman you know he's on stage he's talking i can smell his cologne i'm sitting next to his wife who is younger than his youngest daughter that doesn't matter but um i was like oh my god dad can you can you believe this like for the first time i'm I'm gonna meet greg Alman. it's like i it's like we can both die now on my birthday that year greg allman dies Oh.
1: I'm just kidding,
0: just guys. <laughs> i have never felt the impact of a musician of a musician's death the way i felt that i i can't i can't even tell you <laughs> right <laughs> right because
2: every birthday there's just, there's just that little reminder like god forbid a song come up on
0: oh. <laughs> yeah it was brutal man but honestly like i just those memories with my dad. It's it's incredible. And then then the following October, Tadesky Trucks has their annual run at the Beacon Theater. And so of course they start with all of these like dedications to Greg and I'm like, I killed him, Dad. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> His guys are scary have have a like, okay, get, You
0: gotta stop. You gotta get over yourself. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>
1: It is rather
2: arrogant to think that. Like, who the hell am I?
0: Yeah, like, yeah. I have some
2: power over the cosmos, or winter, or you know, like, like, yep, it was you, Wayne. You got like, better not mention anybody else. Uh, no more, no more yeah. car crashes. No jokes. So, yeah, that's great. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that that happened. Uh, but every birthday now, do you light a candle? Do you, do you light a little candle? Like- no, I blow
0: candles out on birthday. Yeah. <laughs>
2: No love for Greg? <laughs>
0: no. I don't actually... So I think I, I think he actually died, like, the day before, but I didn't find out until... Until
2: the be there, right. Yeah, kidding. so... Bummer, bummer. I put
0: that in the back of my head, but, you know, it's fine. So everyone has a story like that, I feel like. I don't know about you, Brass. Who'd you kill?
1: I didn't kill yeah. anyone. <laughs> I was going to say, these guys have a pattern with uh, celebrities dying around you there. You're wishing you're, or Seeing their fate...
2: Oh God, yeah. my father, listed the comedy career, the reason people ask me, like, why are you, no, I'm no longer working in comedy. Uh, I kept my, my toe in it a little bit, but uh, I started focusing more on the charity uh, 2015. And the reason being is that, uh, so I was representing comedians. And when you're a manager, when you're an agent, you have like a hundred clients, but when you're a manager, you usually have about 10 to 12. And my clients, two of them happen to be my best friends. So they ended up passing away uh, one from their most comedians have a little bit of an extra weight or some health issue. And uh, it was all health related. It was Greg, Girald- so Greg giraldo So Greg Geraldo passed away from he was my only drug overdose. So he was opiates uh, in 2012 or 20. I'm sorry, 2010. And then Patrice O'Neill passed away um, uh, from a heart attack, stroke, no, from a stroke. And then uh, another guy named Mike DiStefano, he died of a heart attack in his sleep. On and on and on. It was uh, six friends in five years, and uh, and so I, my, 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 I'm talking to my parents, and uh, my dad's like, maybe you should take a break from representing comedians. And I go, why? It's like, well, your mother and I were talking about it. And we kind of feel like you're the fucking grim reaper of comedy, oh, shit. <laughs> and. and uh, Oh, and like, yeah, I'm gonna think about that, Dad. I'm gonna think about that. <laughs> and, uh, I'm sorry and so i sorry for
0: all of that loss, but your father yeah. might have been right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, absolutely.
2: Absolutely. I, I've had, yeah, I still I still have some, like I said, it's a couple of little dealings here and there and some friends in the business. And uh, they keep telling me how much they miss me and stuff. And I'm like, well, I don't really know, guys. I'm like, seems like, like I, everybody's like, been I love pretty you okay. so much. I don't
0: want you to die. <laughs>
2: right. Everybody's been pretty OK. People have been opening up their mouths and stepping in it. But, uh, but for the most part, they're not dead. And uh, and that's a good thing, I think.
1: I think.
0: We won't make any projections if this is going to come to pass onto your street artist representation. Hopefully oh, not.
1: I think you should even mention that. Yeah, no, I don't manage anybody. Yeah, I don't manage. No, he
0: doesn't I don't manage. manage anyone. So we're no, I
1: don't, no.
2: no I, I'm done. I'm done. Uh, I you know, I have a hard enough time in my own life, so. Uh,
0: well, we're really excited to see this. Um, Brian Anderson.
2: Right? Yep. Yep. That collab
0: coming, and then uh, what else? What else do you have coming up? Where Where can people follow you and what you're working on?
2: Oh, uh, great! Us. So, so we have um, we have uh, so events going on. So, Brian is painting, like I said, on the seventeenth of June. Then in mid mid uh, July, we're doing a skateboard giveaway with Clown Skateboards at Crashes wall works too in the Bronx and yeah. we're inviting uh, all people that have kids, uh, whether they're economically challenged or they just had a bad year last year. But if, if, uh, your, your kid needs a skateboard and, and, uh, and a uh, helmet, it's all free. So we'll be doing that. That'll be announced, uh, in, uh, in July in August, we're doing two murals with shepherd Ferry uh, that are, that are, uh, on the books. Um, one in Greenpoint, Brooklyn, one in East village, uh, then we're we're hopefully doing a, a mural that we're still in discussions with, but with, with uh, Cause, with Brian, um, and uh, we're looking to a location in the Meatpacking District. Um, uh, and then we do, you know, there's our anniversaries in October, you know, Hurricane Zenni, so we'll be doing that. So that kind of takes you through the, uh, the third quarter. Um, but we have a great, uh, a great... Um, Collaboration with Make a Wish—that's one thing I do want to make, make mention. In September and October, we're working with the Make a Wish Foundation, and we're curating uh, some murals uh, for their uh, their fundraising events uh, and their gala uh, that they're having at Rockefeller Center on the rooftop. Mm-hmm. Apparently, there's a beautiful rooftop there. Yeah. Um, so that's a, that's a great honor to be there. Is kids into like you know there are kids that are there that are in a tough spot, but they love murals and they love artists. So if I can you know set up a studio visit and. And let them help paint a mural. I am all about that, so I'm excited for that. And if you want to learn more or or reach out to Lisa Project, you can go to lisa project nyc dot org. Lisa like the name Project NYC dot org, or you can go to Lisa Project NYC on Instagram. Uh, we're a visual medium, uh, so we 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 uh, we tend to focus all of our social media attention on Instagram, um, and. Uh, and yeah, those two, those two—the uh, the website or, or the social media—is the, the best way to to follow us. Or if you have uh, any questions, or if you want to help out, um, you can uh, you can donate through there or volunteer through the through their uh, those portals as well.
0: That's really amazing. I just want to say, when I first spoke to you, and you don't you don't even have to give a rebuttal to what I'm going to say because I really <laughs> just want to make this a statement. When I first spoke to you, you had said something along the lines of you. you if you've heard about me, or you maybe heard that I'm an asshole, I just want to clear the air. Or maybe yeah. some people have said bad things about me. After this conversation and our, you know, our brief conversations prior to this, if anybody has a bad thing to say about the Lisa <laughs> Project and everything that Wayne is doing, y'all can fuck the fuck off. <laughs> like oh, I'm for you. real. I mean, I make a that. wish and all of these and inc- giving free skateboards, helmets. That's a, what you guys are doing. Is honestly, you deserve all of the accolades, all of the recognition, because there are not a lot of people like you that are doing what you're doing. And it touches me, because I like to, you know, in a very similar way, keep things as affordable as possible, give to the, back to the community, and, you know, I'm only grazing the surface compared to what you're doing. So, I have so much respect for you, and anybody who has a problem with you, honestly, fuck off. Like, that's, that's like, <laughs>
2: Oh, thank you, Rebel. I appreciate that. And also, Brass, thank you as well. I, I appreciate the compliment. It's hard to take them, but I'm going to just shut up and say
1: thank you. <laughs> yeah, I know.
0: I got a preface. No rebuttal. <laughs> <laughs> well, right, we look guys, forward to seeing bit...
1: your, your projects coming up. And yeah, I'll definitely. definitely. Events and anything you do. And I see everyone else your support, too. It's definitely for a good cause.
0: Cause well, is. You. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It yeah. will not cause like, hey, Ryan, you know what I
1: mean.
2: Well, I appreciate it, guys. This was this was a fun. This was a lot of fun to talk about. Um, like, definitely, this was a lovely conversation, more than just a, a mundane podcast. This is probably the most laughter filled, lively uh, hour I've spent with uh, people in a long time. <laughs> so, so thank you very, very much.
0: We definitely look forward to meeting in person. Um, very soon. Congratulations on everything that's happening. It seems to be very well deserved and really respect and appreciate everything we do for the art scene in New York City. So um, that being said, it's a wrap, fellas. Hey right. it's a pleasure. <laughs> that's fun. All right. So have a great night, everybody.
1: It's a pleasure meeting you, Wayne. Oh, thanks, Brad. Take care, guys. Yeah, Take All care. Right,
0: I want to give a special shout out to my friends over at Powerhouse. I'd be down with cool. So when
1: they do that, they reach out to Larry I'm
2: motherfucker, just express you, So
0: Go out there, and get
1: some paint, fucking do something. Next question. Please. Larry Bucky Uncut. I'm Rebel Knowledge.